Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. I am trained in cognitive behavior therapy and neuro-linguistic programming. My main aim is to help people overcome mindset challenges. If you haven't already, I'm going to ask that you subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that are released on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. If you want to continue supporting the show, as many of you have and do, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. And thank you so much for your support of the podcast. High impact journaling is our topic for today. I want to just start off by kind of looking at what journaling is, after which we will look at how journaling has the ability to transform the mindset. And then we will conclude with some high impact journaling techniques that are really going to help you get the most out of this practice. One of our dear listeners reached out to me via Instagram and asked that we do this episode. So for our dear listener, this episode is for you. Should there be others who would desire that we unpack a specific topic on the show, you know how to reach out to me. Please do so, and I will work it into the program. We're generally about a week, a week and a half ahead. So in case life throws us a curveball, we have already compensated for it. So what is journaling in its basic form? Journaling is the practice of taking all of the content out of our heads and putting it in our journals. It could be your thoughts, things that keep coming up, swirling around and creating friction for you. It could be automatic negative thoughts that you're addressing and dealing with and you need to get those out of your head. It could be something to the tune of just a plethora of loose thoughts or independent thoughts that may not necessarily mesh together. You want to just get them out of your head. Perhaps you're working on a large plan. You keep having ideas that pop into your mind and they start moving around with the quickness and you just kind of want to put those to the side until you have dedicated cycles to deal with it. Maybe you want to utilize it to list some of your key achievements, the start date that you began a different path, a different task, and you want to record all of the things that are going on while you're on that specific journey from the start to the completion. Others will use it to document the breadth of things that might be taking place in their personal lives. And it'll be a memoir of sort where they can go back and take a look at those things at a later time. Or perhaps you're going to use it for an entrepreneurial endeavor or for mindfulness, or for your work. I wanted to try to give you numerous things that you can utilize your journal for to really help you. And it goes without saying, when you're feeling overwhelmed with just all of the cares of life, and you need to get that out of your head, and you don't have anybody that you can lean and depend on, or maybe the content is so intimate that you don't want to lean on anyone, this is a fantastic companion for you. You can release all of that from your body into the pages. Now let's talk about the format, if you will. I like to use the old-fashioned bound 
copy where I actually have to write it down. There's science that says the actual act of writing it out, as you're writing it out, you're literally releasing all of the negative energy that may be associated with it. We talk a lot here about letting go. As you're running your pen or pencil across those pages, you can begin to let go and release from those emotions and those feelings. So I really preferred the bound copy, but we're in a day and an age where if we want to get these things recorded, as an example, if we want to record what's going on in our lives in a given day, it would be better for you to go to whichever phone type you use, Apple or Android, go to the store where all the applications are and download yourself an electronic version. You can use it in two ways. It can be your primary. Use one that's well known so you can migrate the data from phone to phone. Or you can use it to just capture what's really going on during the course of the day and then you can transfer it to a bound copy. Either way, you're going to gain tremendous benefit from journaling. Now, I want you to know that journaling has tremendous power not only for releasing things and recording items and planning or dream recollection, you can also use it to begin to think about what your future is going to be, what your day will look like, how it's going to play out. And this act of writing and all of the faculties that are involved with that will begin to imprint on your subconscious mind, this is the way this day is going to go. So when the going gets tough or the rubber meets the road, you will have your meditation plus your journaling acting as that buffer that helps you get back on the straight and narrow should you find yourself in a set of circumstances that tries to get you off course. One of the things that this is really good for as number one of five is allowing us to become self-aware. This is one of the principal tools that I like to use with my clients to really help them understand their composition, to really help them get to know who they are. It's providing a deeper understanding of the thoughts and the emotions that are governing how they're doing life. What we've come to understand is that When you put your thoughts and feelings into words, it's like holding up a mirror to our inner world. We begin to really see things as we are experiencing them based on our biases, based on our lens or focus, based upon whether we're glass half full or glass half empty, positive or negative. I think you get the point. You begin to see all of this over a very short period of time if we are faithful to that. What does faithful mean? It means when you start, you do it every single day. You don't miss a day. It's kind of like brushing your teeth or any other hygiene-centric act that we do. 
self-awareness becomes the cornerstone. It's the foundation from which we build on to create the lives that we truly desire. Without us becoming self-aware of our beliefs, our values, our biases, we really don't see them as they are. But when we take the time to record them and then spend some time reflecting on what has been written over a given week, as an example, it's amazing how this whole self-awareness act just becomes very, very bright and very, very illuminating to how we're doing life. And that is precisely what we want. I have other clients, point number two, who use journaling in the evenings as a vehicle for stress reduction. They write all of their worries, their fears, their anxieties on the paper. And as a result of them writing it out, right, again, we're in this bound copy, you'll get the very similar effect doing it on your phone if you get in the mindset that is complementary to your time putting that in the phone. But they say that it's very therapeutic. So that release that I was sharing with you, the letting go, the stress reduction, all that stuff's falling off because it's an outlet for emotional, for thought-based actions that have taken place throughout the course of the day that were either for us or most of the time, unfortunately, against us. So when you're journaling regularly and meditating in the morning as part of a morning routine, what you're going to see is that you're going to have like an 80% likelihood that your days are going to start to go the way that you meditated them or made use of visualization plus your journaling. It is the most effective way or one of the most effective ways to manage stress. There's a close cousin that we teach also, the 555 breathing technique or the 55 breathing technique. Either one works well. But by and far, writing all of this down to release those feelings of overwhelm is really, really relaxing. Number three, and I mentioned this in the intro, is goal setting. We have these visions, we have these goals, we have these aspirations, and they're very lofty. What we're saying is, if you can do what it is that you're trying to do in your own strength, in your own ability, it might not be a big enough goal. So when you start embracing this level of thinking and you're trying to reconcile, how do I do this? This goal can look very, very large. Well, if you just take the goal, have a section for goals in your journal, and you write out the big idea, I want to lose 25 pounds in the next six months. Then you can begin to list all of the things that you're going to need to do to lose the weight. And this is free form. I'm giving you just an example. It's free form. And then once you get all of those things, those items listed, then you can go back and prioritize them. 
Now, with this prioritized list, you can then back in to this six-month duration that you have to lose these pounds. You know how many pounds you need to lose per month. And then you have all of the activities and the changes you're going to make to facilitate this. Then you have the ability then to go, okay, I know what I'm doing now. And right away, with this degree of goal setting and planning, We've taken all of that stuff that would be rumbling around in our head, creating havoc. Now we got it nicely, neatly documented over a couple of pages so that it's succinct and it will work with us. This is the essence of journaling for goal setting. We're able to clearly define the goal. We're able to break it down. We're taking actionable steps. We're reviewing our progress. And we're able to use this now as a tool to help us stay focused and motivated. But perhaps you need it for number four, for problem solving. And this can be personal or professional. In either case, what we would do is we would jot down some of the challenges. We would then start to brainstorm about potential solutions that we could use to address this problem. By executing the problem solving in this way, we're able to easily dissect it, understand the relationships, the underlying problems, and explore potential solutions. It's a fantastic tool for helping us to articulate the issue in such a way that we can separate the emotion or the negative energy and get down to This is what's going down, and this is what I'm going to do to stop it or to halt it or correct it, whatever the case may be. Your journal becomes the link between the problem and your solution, thus empowering you to overcome the obstacle with a repeatable process. Once you've seen how cool this is and how smooth it works under normal circumstances, You'll want to do it this way all the time. Now, this one here, number five, suggests gratitude. I was very careful not to mention this one in the intro because I wanted this to have a very robust section. There are going to be milestones or even important tasks in your life that you're going to do some things and you're going to achieve success And it's going to make you feel incredibly good. Those are the types of entries that we would be placing in the gratitude section. We would be writing down that I hit this milestone. I passed this test. I achieved this milestone. And as a result, there's a celebratory entry here. Then there's this time that's taken to really reflect on us and the work that we have done to achieve this. We are thankful for our faculties coming together to help us to do this. We are thankful for the mind and the heart coming together to align to help us do this. What's really going on underneath this gratitude and thanksgiving is that we're seeing a promotion from some other mindset to a positive mindset. Whenever we're in a positive mindset, The limitations that, generally speaking, hold us back, they don't have the power to do that during this time. What I'm thinking about is regularly documenting 
things, people, experiences that you've had that you're grateful for, that you're thankful for, and begin to train your mind to notice these things that are going well. And when you do this, you're able to then remain in a positive mindset. The more positivity you can have in your life and the more consistent it is, the greater your opportunity to vibrate at a level where you can begin to experience abundance, where you can begin to experience fulfillment, where your days are no longer difficult, but they seem to be much more joyful. Your interactions with people are more meaningful. The gifts that you have tend to flourish. The positivity that comes along with gratitude is profound. I, for one, love gratitude journaling. I feel like it's an incredible, powerful tool for increasing, you know, anything from contentment through relationships. I call it bounce back or resilience. And when you face things, you're able to see them differently because your lens, how you see life, has changed. When it's positive or always glass half full, some might say optimistic rather than pessimistic, then there's this order about you that puts you in a place where good things happen to you consistently. I had an opportunity to take a look at several scholarly articles because I really wanted to address the high impact component. And here are the high impact components. Daily gratitude practice is highly recommended. If you can start this as a part of your day, gratitude, writing it down, setting the positive tone, then as you go through the day, you're going to be able to reflect back on that. It's going to be a bit of a guiding light to get you out of those lukewarm or negative situations right back into your happy place where, again, good things can happen to you. So find reasons, the smallest, the largest, and those that are in between, to be thankful. Do this on a daily basis and write them down (laughs) by all accounts. Then reflect on challenges, but not from a negative standpoint, but not from a I failed standpoint, but from the standpoint of, okay, we set out to do this. It didn't quite work out. What can we do differently should this take place again? Or what I like to do is sometimes I won't be as kind as I would like to be. I won't be belligerent to anyone, but I won't be as kind as I could be because they pressed one of the buttons I haven't gotten to yet. And when that happens, that would be a great entry. And then it goes on your list of things that you need to go after when you start your improvement process. Reflecting on challenges as opportunities for growth rather than I screwed up, I messed up, I'm a loser. We don't do that anymore. Then the next one is celebrating your achievements. This is very, very important because it lays down some neurological networks that are then directly associated with your ability to do things that you set your mind to. When you have a mind that says to the rest of the body, we're able, we can do it, we are enough, we are uniquely equipped 
then guess what? Everybody gets in line. Everybody gets on the same sheet of music, as we used to say in the military, and that's what takes place. It's a tangible way to acknowledge your progress and to leverage the momentum that you're getting. And this serves as a tremendous motivator. We have the need for what's called get started energy. And those are all created by this process. The final high impact entry is capturing your dreams and aspirations. It doesn't matter how big or how small we want to place as many of them in here as possible. The visions you have for your future, key things that you want to achieve in your long-term plan, three to five years, and then backing that into your short-term plan up to one year. We want all of that in there. And you can arrange your journal however you like. You can have sections, and they actually make them like this already, where they have dividers in there. And you can have various sections, one for gratitude, another one for reflections and challenges, another one for celebrating achievements, one for dreams and aspirations, etc. But with respect to dreams and aspirations, when we write things down, we think about the things that we have written down, we begin to think about it, then we begin to share it with others. There's some sayings that go with this. We're going to have what we say. We're going to become what we think about. So we are hardwiring this into the subconscious where 95% of our daily operation is governed by. We're getting it out of the conscious mind, the 5% that really doesn't have the force necessary to make these changes, which is why at the beginning of the year, you see so many people with resolutions and two weeks later, those resolutions have failed. The subconscious is running the show. That's where we got to get into the so-called operating system and make these changes. In conclusion, I want to share with you that this is a fantastic tool. It's a very low-cost tool. The best journal I've ever purchased, really fancy, smancy. In fact, no, my daughter gave that one to me. I didn't even purchase that one. I purchased one similar to it when I finished that one. $11, it was really fancy. Get yourself a journal and get yourself an app for your phone so you can use the app on your phone to bridge the gap if you desire to get the full benefit through the writing process and writing slowly if you can. But if you want to be like right now, you know, and do the whole thing in the phone, I highly encourage that. Nothing wrong with that at all. There's an opportunity for you to significantly impact your life with what we've called this episode, High Impact Journaling. And I'm hopeful that you will take some of these nuggets and begin to incorporate them as soon as possible because this is one of those tools that is often overlooked because most people don't understand the power of journaling. And thanks so much for tuning in. And that's going to conclude this episode. I appreciate your time and attention. I want to remind you that you are enough. You can do it. You are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.